בגיל הדף כ"ד עמוד בייז, voice and speech. Speech is something that differentiates us as human beings and it's divine. ויפח באפח נשמס חיים לצרוח ממלא לאז. התרגום says our ability to speak is the נשמס חיים, the living נשומה that השם gave us. That's the essence of our, of our divinity, it's the essence of our, of our humanity. And so the way we use it is very important, just as with any other cleave, the Rebbeim has given us a, 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 a very precious instrument. Uh, we, we treat it carefully, we use it well. How we use our voice and the power of speech is something we should be much more deliberate about than we are. We've spoken before about questions of, of nivel pair, of misusing our voices to say things that are disgusting uh, or hurtful. And, and how damaging that is. But uh, apart from that, there's just a question of how well one speaks, how one articulates words, how one pronounces, how one puts together sentences, uh, the quality of one's voice. Uh, we think of these things as not, not important, but we see uh, that certainly for tefillah they're important and they're important for, for life as well. The, um, it's, it's often thought that Uh, to become kind of the custom. If somebody's a chiv, he davens before the omad. I don't know where that comes from. If somebody's a chiv and he's qualified, he davens before the omad. Uh, but, but it's not just the right of anybody just to daven before the omad, although they're not practiced and they're not experienced and they might never have done it before. As we'll see, there's certain requirements. Uh, and, and usually, therefore, when, when there's an ovel, in the community, what, what I like to do is to start the ovel off just doing asher evaletziot. And when he's got that fluently, then he does Baruch Shomar to Yishtabach. And when he's got that fluently, then he does the rest of the davening. He gets trained into it because the role of a Shliach Tzibur is very specific. It's not just anybody just stands up there and, and, and davens out aloud. A Shliach Tzibur is meant to uplift and inspire the Tzibur's davening. You want the, the davening to be better with the Shliach Tzibur than without. That's why it's such a, a mitzvah. To daven before the Omer, it's not just because of it's an honor. It's because each morning, a Shliach Tzibur uplifts the davening of everybody else. So that's a big schus, especially if he's doing it in, in memory of a, of a departed one. So the quality of everybody's davening is improved because of the quality of the Shliach Tzibur. That's a big thing. But what happens if it's the other way around? What happens if the davening is unpleasant and it's schleppish and, and the Shliach Tzibur's got a terrible voice and everybody just wants to get out of there as quickly as possible? then that's terrible for the Neshama. Then you're not honoring the Neshama, but just, I, I want to daven before the Omer. Are you sure you want to? Really? Do you want that responsibility? Not just, I'm, I'm entitled to, I have a chiyuv. Are you, do you, are you sure you're up to it? That, that should be the approach that, that, that one takes to davening before the Omer. One should tremble and think, this is, uh, I've got to do this in a way where my davening before the Omer makes a difference to the community. So we see in, in the Gemara, the Gemara brings, just before the part that I've quoted, Omar Rav Asi Chaifani Uveishani, a person from Haifa or from uh, Beit She'an. Lo Yisad Kapav shouldn't go onto the Omer to do Duchenim. Why, says Rashi, why, should, why shouldn't he? Kohen Shu Me'anshe Chaifa or Me'anshe Beit She'an, Begam Gemim Bil Shonan, they stutter. They don't speak well. And then they would, they would pronounce things incorrectly, even like an elephant and an iron. And if you say, 
They're actually saying things that are wrong. Sometimes the Shliya of Tzibu stands up and by slight mispronunciation or a slight misemphasis actually changes the meaning of the, of the tefillah. So when it comes to Nesiyas Kapayim, to the Kohen going on to the front and Duchani, he must be able to pronounce it accurately and correctly. Then the Gemara says, which is the part I've quoted from, Tanya Nami Haki, Ein Moridin Lifnea Teva, you don't let somebody go and daven before the Tzibur, Lo Anshe Beit She'an, Lo Anshe Beit Chaifa. So that person says, I have a chiv, can I daven? Where are you from? You're from Chaifa? No, 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 sorry, you can't. Of course, it doesn't mean just because you're from those places. It means that, that if you're one of the people whose accent from that place, you have an accent from, in those days, Chaifa or Beit She'an, that, that can lead the, for, for mispronunciation. No, you can't daven before the Omer. Not people from Tivon, because they also mispronounce Alephs and Ayans. As we'll see, the Morgan Avrom says today, if, if everybody speaks that way, we don't differentiate, the Ashkenazim at least, don't differentiate between an Aleph and an Ayan, then it doesn't make a difference. But if the, if the normal language does differentiate, then the person leading the Davni needs to be able to lead it with the prevalent language. If you were a levy, I wouldn't let you duchen because your voice is thick. You don't have a pleasant voice. I mean, imagine today if one said to somebody, you can't go and duchen because you don't have a pleasant voice. Even if you said to somebody, you can't have them before the omen because you don't have a pleasant voice, people get upset. But, but he has to have, a shliach tzibur has to have a pleasant voice. If you don't have a pleasant voice, it means that's not what you're meant to be doing. You're not meant to be a shliach tzibur. You can fulfill your avodas Hashem in, in other ways. Uh, I remember when I was young and, and uh, the doctor told me, I remember, never forget, it was the first time I suffered depression. The doctor told me that I had flat feet that were irreparable. You could, you could make yourself more comfortable, but they're never going to. I said, so what's the, what's the implication of that? He says it means you could never join the, school of, the Royal School of Ballet. Not going to happen. You can't. <laughs> and it was the first time that somebody told me I'm physiologically challenged. It's something I can't do no matter what. And I went into depression for weeks uh, until I realized, uh, on, the, on, the, on the contrary, it's a bracha. Hashem has told me, you know what? You're not meant to be a marathon runner. You're not meant to be a, a ballet dancer. It helps you focus on what you are meant to be. You need to know what you can't do. Some people are not meant to be chazonim. They're meant to be something different. So be the something different then. Do what you're good at. Hashem gave you the tools to do what you're good at. doesn't have to be a shliach tzibur. You can daven without being a shliach tzibur. There's no question that, that, that if a person has, is a chiyuv, learning some extra Torah is more value to the neshama than being the shliach tzibur. I'll sit after shul and learn a couple of mishnayas extra. That's much more valuable than being the shliach tzibur. But everybody fights for the omud. Fighting for the omud for and especially if your being at the Omud is going to cause people to get frustrated and not, not uplift their davening. Omar Lavua told his father this, When you get to the posuk of V'chikiti L'Hashem, you also are saying terrible things because you say, instead of a chet, you say V'chikiti. You pronounce it like the Sfaradim. And then it could sound like I will smite Hashem. So you're also, just because of accents, you change the meanings. It's not so simple that one can or can't davening in, in such a case. Rashi adds that it's not only a question that you can change the meaning, but there's upogmim tefillatam. You damage the tefillah. It's like playing a, 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 a you, you, you're the soloist in, the, in a violin concerto, and you play the wrong notes. 
apart from the fact that you play, you're damaging the music. You're actually damaging the music. One damages the tefillah. As we'll see further on in the Akronim, this doesn't apply to a person davening on his own. A person davening on your own, your kavona, what you mean, even if you don't pronounce it right, you can daven in English if you can't daven in Hebrew or in whatever language you speak. When you're davening on your own, it's what your heart is what's important. But when you're davening before the tzibur, it's not just your heart. People aren't listening to your heart, they're listening to the way you're speaking. And the way you're speaking has to be good. Says the Rambam, Anybody who cannot pronounce the words correctly, accurately, you don't appoint him a shliach It's important that a person can be accurate in the way he is. can appoint one of his talmidim to daven before the tzibur. Um, says the Shulchan Aruch, not quite as, as blanket as the Rambam, uh, that if a person mispronounces, you don't pr- appoint them a, a shliach tzibur. Uh, the Mishnah Brura adds that um, it depends if there are other people who could daven in his place, who, who are better. If there's nobody better, says the Prichodosh, then you can let him daven. He brings the Pnei Moshe, he says, even if there's nobody better, he can't daven before the Om. That's how bad it is, there's nobody davens before the Om. Says the Prechodesh, you can't have somebody davening before the Ombud, you can't daven professionally. Um, and according to the Mishnah Bruce says, according to the Prechodesh, even if you have to put somebody in, the, in that place because there's nobody else who can do it any better, it's only for that day. Don't give him a chazoka, don't make him the permanent chazan. So today, there's nobody else to daven, so would you mind davening for us, even though it's not, you're, you're not really at that, at that point? And then when you find somebody better, then somebody better has to daven. Um, an important p- uh, piece of, of Ture Evan, the Ture Evan's the Shagas Ari, we've spoken about him often in the time of the Vilna Gorn, 18th century, um, an, an unbelievable uh, Talmud Chochem of, of just huge stature, uh, and, and, and a very, very great Sadiq. The story we left us in Ture Evan is one of them, we've got it on Megillah, is a sefer that not only is, is brilliant, but it also teaches one how to learn. It's just so beautifully written, and it's so that the thinking is so is so with such clarity. And on this, he says, um, Rashi says that the uh, the concern about Birkas Kohanim is that you can mispronounce and change the me- meaning, implying that if he just speaks badly, but he doesn't mispronounce in a way that changes the meaning, it should be okay. And asks the the, um, the Turei Evan, why is it okay? There's still the issue of Pogmin Birchatan. So there are two issues with mispronunciation. There's actually a third issue because this whole piece of Gomorrah comes uh, on the Mishnah and the Sugi that talks about a Kohen who has a peculiarity. He's got tattoos on his skin or he's got misformed limbs. Not his fault. The tattoos maybe, but the, the uh, misformed limbs, not his fault. It doesn't matter fault or not fault. It distracts people. And for Cohen to go up and be the cause of distracting people instead of the cause of inspiring people is, is not a good thing. And the same with the Shliach Tzibur. So part of the mispronunciation is you're distracting people. They're sitting in davening saying, oh, this person, if only would get on with the davening, or if you only pronounce, oh, you did it again. And you mess up everybody's davening. And that's a terrible thing. So, so it's the distraction, it's the mispronunciation that can change the meaning, and it's the pagimist philosophy, and you're damaging the tefillah. You're actually, it's, it's a pagima. It's not, it's not a perfect davening. So he says that even if you're not changing the meaning, that should be a problem. And then he answers that um, if it weren't for, for changing the meaning, like Aleph and Ayin, in the Birkat Kohanim, in the Kohen's Duchani, 
then he would be allowed to he would be allowed to do so because he, for one's personal davening, we don't say to somebody, if you can't pronounce correctly, rather get somebody else to daven for you and say Amen. We say, no, daven yourself even if it's not perfect. For your own davening, it doesn't have to be perfect. You do the best you can. But for the public, best you can is not good enough. That's what's important to understand. Best you can is good enough for you, but it's not good enough for the public. And Birkas Kahnim says the Torah Evan has the din of the way you pronounce it yourself. The same as Hashem for, you, for your own davening, it would be okay. So with Birkas Kahnim, the only thing we're worried about is are you changing the meaning? But not, we're not worried about whether it's perfect or it's not perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. But for, but for Shliach Tzibur, but if a person's davening uh, before the community, so when you're davening before the, when you're doing a birkas koanim, if you're not changing the meaning, it's okay. But not not so with when you're a shliach tzibur. There you're davening on behalf of the community, and you're you're inspiring the community, you're uplifting the community, you're leading the community. There, being as good as you can is just not enough. It just doesn't cut it. There are certain objective standards. For your own davening, there aren't objective standards. Daven the best way you can, it's subjective. Hashem listens to your heart. But when you stand up in front of a tzibur, there are objective standards. And the same applies when one's, when one's speaking. Uh, this is, of course, strict halachas as far as davening is concerned, and tefillah, and how important it is. But it's the same with, with anything. When you're just speaking to yourself, or you're speaking one-on-one, -on -one, you speak the best you can, comes from your heart, and that's good enough. When you're speaking publicly, whether publicly means in front of five people or in front of a thousand people, it doesn't matter. Doing the best you can is not good enough. Because you don't want a thousand people sitting there saying, oh, I wonder when this guy's going to finish. Can't he get it? Can't he get it? It's just negative. Why do you need that negative feeling all directed towards you? Unless you're capable of uplifting people, of inspiring people, of stimulating people, why are you speaking? What, what are you adding? What value are you adding to them? You, you steal, you're robbing their, them of their time. And you're not giving them anything of value instead. And that's what we've got to ask ourselves. This is a shliach tzibur has to say, am I really uplifting the tzibur or am I irritating them? If I'm irritating the tzibur, then my the, the neshama that I'm trying to honor gets damaged by it. It doesn't get, it doesn't, it's no privilege. But if I'm inspiring them, absolutely the same when I take people's time. I'm giving a shir, I'm giving a drosha, I'm giving a dvar Torah. I'm taking people's time. I've got to be sure that this is not just I'm doing my best. This is, I'm giving them something of value that justifies the time they're investing so that they feel positively about it and they feel inspired about it. It's not something that I'm just taking away. We have to take much more seriously the way we present ourselves to people, the, the effect we have on people. That's what's really important. When you're dealing in public, whether you're walking in the street, because that's public, um, or, or, or you're sitting in a restaurant, or you're giving a speech, or you're giving a dvartor, or you're making a presentation, Got to be very aware. How, how are the people experiencing me? How am I coming across? Am I coming across? Not because I'm focused on me. One has to be careful. It doesn't become an ego thing. It's not because I want them to think well of me. It's I want to justify the time they're investing in listening to me. I want to be sure that they go away with something that is more valuable than the time they invested in me because that's what I have to do as a, as a public person or as a shliatsubu who isn't, is himself uh, a public person.